This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into a Labor Day edition of the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel uh, joined by a fresh off the practice field coach, Danny Britt, here on ESPN Radio. Coach, uh, a little bit earlier practice today for the cadets. Uh, what did it look like after what I was sure uh, was a long weekend for you guys watching tape? Yeah, actually, uh, I feel so much better. Uh, that's the thing about losing is is it, it, you just you, then you go home and you just dwell on it and have to try to figure out how to fix things and all of that. And it's really miserable to be honest with you. And then, um, but going back to work always makes you feel better. Uh, you can tell the kids. You know, we we worked really hard today and did some things differently and as soon as uh practice was over you could sell tell a little bit of relief on their face like okay i feel better i feel like i've done something about the pain now uh, so uh, it was good practice i'm proud of them proud of the way they responded that's the whole thing your your uh your strength and conditioning coach always tells you right if uh if you're sore the best thing for soreness is just to go ahead and work out again i i believe so yeah i mean that's always worked uh it, you know, physically, mentally, you go out there, you know, like, you know, get back on the horse, get after it. That's all you can really do. And just sitting there dwelling on it just makes you miserable. I know it can be extremely emotional, especially after a game or a couple games in a row where you have so many mistakes. And we'll go back and we're going to talk about that Buford game. But just where are you at now from where you were when we spoke to you immediately following the game on Friday? You know, I watched all the film of course and um you know still feeling frustrated uh but you know looked at it met with the coaches for hours yesterday and just talking about what we could do and and, and i'll be honest with you I, I met with the kids and you know there's always the ceo mentality of hey it's all on me and blah 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 and it is but then i really looked at it and said okay here's my mistakes, and I listed it out for them today. and said, here's what I've done wrong. One of them, I, you know, I used to have very specific times when I had the punt returners catching punts, and they would do it from practice one. Even if it's only a five-minute period, they were doing it. Well, they're so busy, you know, being that it's Justin and Quan, I haven't gotten them that much time. So that's on me. I can't blame the kids if they hadn't gotten the number of reps they needed for catching punts, so that's on me. So just things like that is what, you know, I talk to them, and then I talk to them specifically about some things they're doing uh, as individuals, and, of course, I don't want to cover that on air, but, um, you know, mentioned it and, call, you know, not, not calling them out, but just said it and said, hey, but the great thing about it is we have an opportunity to fix it, and, and that's got to make us all feel better. Yeah, and really we're in the first season of two seasons right now in that non-region schedule, and then a little bit later in the season we'll dive into it. But still some really challenging games coming up here uh, in that non-region schedule. But, Coach, I want to go back and dive into that Buford game. Second week in a row uh, that a team starts their first drive and has a nice, long, successful marching down the field drive against you guys, really kind of the scripted drive. You can tell they were able to hit the guys they wanted to hit and able to pick up the yardage they wanted to pick up on each drive. Yeah, definitely, and, and uh, you know, one, I want to give credit to both teams we played and the offensive we played, and they do a good job, and offensive coordinators did a good job. Um, but, you know, part of it is we're going to do, for the most part, what we do, 
And at some point, playmakers just got to make plays. And I felt like we played the game as a whole not to lose the game as opposed to play to winning the game. And once I talked to the kids about that today, they, they all agreed. I said the difference in the way Buford played, I feel like Buford was the underdog and felt like they probably wasn't going to win. But they So they came out and played to play, to make plays, and we were so timid in how we did it. So my point with that, with your question is, we have to sometimes just go make a play. Right. I mean, you, you you line up, you take the steps, you do all that, and the kids are doing that. But then you've got to be in position to make a play and just go do it. And and we, we didn't do that on, on occasions. I will say Justin Thomas scored three different ways on Friday night and really had one of the more impressive runs I've seen in a while where it looked like he was tackled in the backfield. I guess I don't know if somebody missed a block or just uh, the guy knifed through, uh, but it looked like he was going to go down to the backfield and ended up turning into a 40-plus-yard touchdown run. So, uh, like you were saying right there, somebody needs to make a play. Justin Thomas made a few of them on Friday. Yeah, Justin does, and Justin always will, and we need him to make as many as he can make. Um, you know, I talked to he and Quan because we, we have traditionally – we practice – and in between a small school and a big school and how we practice. And, and everybody pretty much plays offense and defense. Well, we changed that today, and, and we'll do it differently from this point forward. And the only exceptions are, are Quan and, and Justin. They're just having to go all the time. Uh, but they're super studs, and we're, we're just going to expect that out of them, and they're going to have to – you know, play themselves in shape as much as possible. And then, you know, when they need a blow, we give them a blow. And, you know, hopefully it's not more than a few plays. Hey, Coach, I, you mentioned this earlier. I do want to give some credit to Buford. That quarterback they have, the lefty, I was slinging the ball around and really second week in a row, quarterback that you faced navigated the pocket really well. But he was a guy, I kind of compared him to Kellen Moore, the old Boise State quarterback, where he, he's not overly physically imposing, but he's so in control of his offense it was really hard to stop, but it was also, uh, from watching it, it was enjoyable to watch them on offense because, like I said, just so in control. Very did an incredible job. And, again, you know, I want to give credit to, to them and to that quarterback. He was he was really good, and he, he did what he needed to do. Um, you know, when we were playing the high safeties, he just put it between the safeties in the corner. Uh, he wasn't trying to do anything, you know, too much beyond that. So you're right. He he did a great job of of, of moving, of of doing what he's supposed to do, and um, finding the open receiver. And, and um, we've got to do a little better job of of covering some things up. But uh, but he did a great job. Uh, that you say, Coach, uh, you were talking about this, and I, I know we were noticing it during the broadcast. It seemed like. Uh, a few times, especially on the speed option plays uh, that they would run to the outside, you'd either have two guys committing uh, to the quarterback or you'd have both guys crashing down. And we saw that just on a few of their edge run plays as well where uh, the inside guy just kind of got cracked down. Was that something you guys addressed, was just setting that edge? We definitely have addressed that, with, you know, and we'll continue to. Um, frustrating part of that is they didn't do anything we hadn't seen, and uh, we worked on it all week and did it very well. Um, you know, so we, I think that just goes a little bit to mindset as, as we got in there and kind of started doing our own thing, which we cannot do. But um, obviously, yes, we addressed it uh, today, and, and uh, we'll continue to do that on a daily basis. And Coach, a guy who's going to have to be big for the team, and I'm curious 
uh, based on a statement you made a little bit earlier. Uh, Lamont Mitchell playing the fullback and playing inside linebacker for you guys. Uh, had some nice plays during the first drive and then got banged up a little bit. Uh, and then obviously a uh, fumble and a couple of missed tackles. How would you grade his performance from Friday? Cause I think he's a guy that's going to have to be big going forward. Yes, Lamont is. And, um, you know, right now, uh, you know, he's going to be primarily offense. We're going to have to find some other guys to play that linebacker spot. And, um, it's just too much to ask a kid to go from JV one week to, to jumping out there and playing on both sides of the ball. And part of it, we just wasn't, weren't sure what Hunter Dunn was going to be able to do sure. with his ankle. And um, so it was a kind of a game time decision. And, you know, having two guys hurt in one position has really, you know, kind of hurt us here, but that's the game. That's, that's football. That's, that's why we do it, you know, the way we do it. So, uh, Lamont is going to have to step up and be really big for us. And, and right now, I, I would expect primarily to see him on offense. Well, I mean, JV experience, but he's got a varsity body. And you can see just on a few of his carries, he looks like a dude that when he gets comfortable, which he should, as if you're saying right here, he gets a full week of just repping at, at that one spot. He, he looks like a guy that could be pretty special. He can. He's an athletic kid. He's uh, tough. He's, you know, a, a great young man. And, um, you know, has worked really hard. So I expect big things out of him. And, um, you know, it's just uh, a lot to throw on a kid. And I think it hurt him on both sides of the ball. So, uh, you know, you you got veterans like Zaquan and Justin that you, you expect, hey, you just got to be able to do that. But it's hard to throw a kid out there, like you said, with, with JV experience. And then he, he has to jump out there and try to play 100 snaps. And we got more to come here on the Danny Bridge Show. Going to catch up with Coach all three segments today. Uh, students not off from practice, but off from school today for Labor Day. So we'll we'll dive into more of this with Coach next right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. More Benedictine Cadets football, the Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show, wrapping up uh, the recap here from that Buford game. And Coach, uh, interesting way the guys attacked you on special teams, uh, just really coming with the short kicks, trying to go to the two different lines and not kicking off to Justin Thomas or Zaquan Bryan there, but a few different times, it seemed like they kicked it off where it was going to go out of bounds, but the guys caught it and got tackled short of where the penalty would be. Uh, what were those conversations like on the sideline uh, with the guys, especially the upbacks? Yeah, you know, um, it depends. There's, you know, there were some that they needed to, to go ahead and catch, and then, and then some, you know, let it go out of bounds. That's a fine line. Uh you know, we, we we gotta expect that when you have Justin and Quan back there that you know, people aren't gonna want to kick it deep. So we have to get the right guys in place to make those decisions in a hurry and, and have the hands to be able to catch it. And um, you know, most of the time when they sky kick it like that, if we just get the ball right there, that's perfectly fine because you're in good good field position. When we sky kick it, we try to get it closer in between the twenty and twenty five and and uh, you know, that's a little deeper, but um but, you know, it, it's a fine line there. Sometimes, we, you know, you have to tell them to make sure that they let that thing, you know, go out of bounds if it can, and you, you, you take it five yards from there or on the 35 or make them re-kick it. Well, I was going to ask, because it can be tough, especially with your guy, and you like, if this ball drops and it stays in the field and they recover it, Coach Britt's going to be all up and down me when I come to the sideline. So it does put them in a tough position. It is. It is tough. And, and honestly, we've done that for years, not just – 
trying not to kick deep, but also trying to get the football. Because we have, you know, kind of when this was new, now everybody's doing it. But years ago when we started doing that, we would one get a fumble a game almost out of, you know, off of that. So it's tough. It's tough on a guy to make that decision that fast. Again, just wrapping up a tough 10-point loss there uh, to Buford. Coach, all, all the stuff we're saying, though, we kind of had the same conversation last week. All of the negatives, and you guys still had a three-point lead late in that football game. So uh, with all of that being said, going back and watching that game, what were some of the positives that you were able to take away? Yeah, I think you know there's a number of, of things that we could do. I think we got some young guys who are starting to improve a bit. Um, you know, I, I thought Holden was putting the ball where it needed to be, you know, and we just we had seven drops. So, uh, you know, we were working really hard on that. If we can fix that, we're in a different scenario. Cam Edge had 12 catches for over 100 yards. Um, I'm not sure that I ever had a receiver have 12 catches. So uh, that was, uh, you know, good. So there's a number of good things we're looking at. Um, you know, Luke Cromenhall at strong safety. You know, has a great upside. He's, he's physical and, and, and likes it. He's just got to learn the position. So there's a lot of things that we're learning. I thought the kicking game, other than, you know, we did have the field goal originally blocked. We've got that corrected. And that, but I thought as far as the, the, the specialists, they did a good job. So they're saying that we're going we're gonna to continue to work hard and get better, and, and, and we will be a, a better football team. But, uh, you know, it just was not a good situation Friday night for us. I want to I want to go back because I do feel bad about not mentioning Cam Edge because he had a heck of a game on Friday and he had some unbelievable catches hauled in a one-handed uh, catch late in the game uh, as y'all were trying to drive and play catch up there but playing just that slot receiver he had a heck of a football game. He did. Um, he, you know he, he's got to work on his blocking a little bit. He missed a few blocks. We were just you know covering that in film, um, but you know had a good game. He's very explosive. Uh, can make a lot of plays that we just we got to continue to get him the football. And I didn't realize till, even though I did the stats, I, I didn't realize till after talking to him that he didn't get a carry. Everything was catches. So, you know, that's another thing we we can find a way to get him the ball. You know, hand him the ball. But um, uh, he he did he did a good job, and and we expect big things from him. Coach, coming up this week, North Oconee comes to Memorial Stadium, a team uh, that y'all went up to North Georgia to play last year in Bogart and beat them 49-35. to What should we expect out of the 2021 version of North Oconee? Well, first of all, Christian, we got to get better at the game of football. So that's what I told them. Obviously, yeah. we've, we've done our homework and we're going to have a full scout report and, you know, and, and work against them. But we got to get better at playing football. And that's just kind of weird. We throw all goals out the window, all that stuff, forget all that. We got to every single day get better at playing football. Well, Coach, you're uh, right. That's what we're working on. Now, I get it. You know, uh, North Oconee's coming in. They're going to look a lot like they looked last year. Run a lot of, you know, a lot of what people are running with the H back. And and, uh, so uh, we're going to keep working on it. But, uh, again, our focus – 
really has to be on just getting better at football. Well, you say it kind of jokingly. I think some people will be like, well, isn't the goal every day to get better at football? I think it really depends, right? Like if you have a team and they're doing the base level stuff correctly, then you can start advancing and doing more installs and working and projecting towards adding stuff to the team. But when you say just getting better at football, you mean going back to what coaches are teaching to uh, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth graders, right? You're tackling, setting the edge, uh, making sure you're forming on blocks, making sure when they're stunting up front uh, that the offensive line's passing off to the right guys. It's, it's just breaking it down to the bare bones. Yes, definitely. It's, it's going back to fundamentals, and it's not always they go out there and beat them up, you know. It, it's just, hey, making sure you've got that cleaned up within the scheme you're doing. Um, again, we're still going to work on uh, the, the – uh, you know the scheme and, and scheming up for for the for uh, Northern Colony, but yes, it's going back to those fundamental type things and making sure that's in everything. Um, and yes, that's always what you're doing. But you can at times get get when you're not making those mistakes, you can really get advanced in and preparing for somebody else. And that's just not where we're at right now. We just really want to focus in, and it's a mindset in the sense that. You know, like you listen to all the great coaches, Nick Saban, and say, you know, don't worry about the score. Don't, don't even look at the score. It'll take care of itself. Be great on each play. And, and that's kind of what we're talking about. Just that mindset is don't worry so much about trying to go win a game. Just worry about being great each play. Again, North Oconee coming to town this Friday night. You can hear the game on ESPN Radio Savannah 104.3 and 1400. Uh, we're going to have pregame starting at 7 o'clock. Before that, we'll have ESPN High School game day with P.J. Zuko previewing the games from all around the area. And then Kevin Thomas and myself will be on the call at 7.30. We get some bonus Coach Britt coming up here on the Danny Britt Show here on Labor Day. We'll talk some football when we come back right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Final segment here on the Danny Britt Show. And, Coach, I know you guys were busy grinding tape this week. Did you have a chance to watch uh, any college football, anything stand out to you? Yeah, definitely I did. Um, Coach Houston, defense coordinator, came over, and we we met for a while. Then we cried cried on each other's shoulder for a while. And, uh <laughs> Uh, and then we watched some ball. So uh, I enjoyed. I tell you what, you know, Sailor, my youngest daughter, goes to Tulane. I'm a big Willie Fritz fan. Enjoyed watching them, uh, you know, really compete against Oklahoma. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. He does a great job. Uh, then, of course, watch Alabama do what Alabama does. Uh, it's unbelievable, really. And then, of course, you know, I watched, uh, watched Georgia in that defensive battle with Clemson, and that was – that was a lot of fun to watch, uh, watch as well. I know a lot of people said maybe not overly entertaining, but, man, that was gripping the entire time. And for a defensive guy like you, that just had to be like candy. Yeah, I don't know what they're talking about not entertaining. I mean, if they they want to go watch people just score. They can watch basketball. But uh, that, that was big-time football right there uh, and, and two big-time defenses going blow to blow. Uh, Georgia is able to get constant pressure on Clemson all night. I think seven sacks uh, on DJ Uyunglele. And, man, what just watching it from a coach's perspective, what were they able to do? Was it just the size up front, or, or was Kirby Smart and Dan Lanning coming up with something scheme-wise? Yeah, I think they definitely schemed them up well. And, it, and you know, they had some free runners. And, and, you know, so that's – you know, when that happens, that's scheme. Uh, but um, – but they got some dudes up there too, and, and sometimes it was just 
you know, overmatching the offensive line. So I, I'd say a little bit of both, having the dudes and uh, coach, you know, scheming them up. And I'm a secondary guy, so I was watching, and, and on the Christopher Smith pick six, you kind of saw Georgia walk those two linebackers in the nickel back up a little bit, and I felt like from the jump they were baiting DJ into that throw right there. When they took that snap and you saw that slant route, did you, did you kind of see it before the throw? Uh, yeah, we were uh, Houston and I were sitting there watching, and he, he started kind of – Kind of screaming it before it uh, before it happened, and uh, and of course each step right in front of it. So I think you're right. Looking back at it, it, it was uh, they were baiting that. Just a hugely entertaining game there. Uh, really cool to see uh, some BC guys as well, Coach. I mean, uh, what's the communication like with those guys that are still in school? Because, I mean, you got some guys up at NC State uh, that, that are having a big – they actually got a bunch of guys from Savannah up at NC State, and they beat uh, the heck out of USF. That actually, I think they might be the second-best team in the ACC. But uh, cadets playing all over college football, what's that communication like with them during the season? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, you know, of course, I'm watching Tulane and, and Eric Hicks play. I watch Holy Cross and Noah Johnson uh, playing uh, up there. Yeah, and, they beat uh, UConn. That, that, yeah, uh-huh. And, um, and then, uh, you know, uh, Stewart uh, at uh, Georgia Tech and just guys all over the place, Jakeen and NC State. So usually we're communicating at some point. Uh, Gavin Stewart texts me every Friday. Um, you know, and then I'm, I'm always texting those other guys, hey, I'll watch you or I'll take a picture of the you know, TV and shoot it to them. And they're always appreciative of uh, uh, Noah Johnson actually replied like, coach, I was on the field <laughs> like, uh. when I texted him. I'm like, I know, brother. <laughs> I was watching you. There you go. I wasn't expecting a reply right then. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it's a lot of fun watching those guys, and they know we're really proud of them. Again, big game coming up for the cadets, uh, 7.30 this Friday. And, Coach, just watching that Georgia-Clemson game, that atmosphere, man, it, it felt like a college football playoff. It felt like a national championship, just that atmosphere between those two teams. How big is it uh, for you to look up Memorial Stadium and just see packed out with maroon uh, shirts up there cheering on your guys? Yeah, it is It is huge. It's huge for the players. They, they, they have come to expect it, and it means a lot. I, I think it's – you know, it was huge for Buford the other night. They had a, a nice crowd, a nice home environment, and their, their students were cheering them on. And, you know, that, it does make a difference. It, it really does. And so uh, hopefully we'll get a bunch of people out again and come support us. I know it hadn't started off like any of us wanted or expected. But um, but we're going we're gonna to keep working. We're going to get better. We're family. We're going to stick together. We're going to make this thing work. Coach, we appreciate the time, and we'll see you out there on Friday. Thank you so much, Christian. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Danny Britt Show. If you missed any portion of the show, you can find it on ESPNCoastal.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We will see everyone out at Memorial Stadium this Friday night.